Hello, and welcome to the No Good Poetry Podcast. Each week we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of poetry. This is episode 57 with... Joseph Makos and... Joseph B. Avenue. This is the good, bad, and the ugly, isn't it? Some ugly shit out there, kids. Let's make the world safer for poetry. So it is two weekends after the New Orleans Poetry Festival. It is indeed. And... Um, is it worn off yet? Has it worn off? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I've lost... I'm, I'm confused about time now, though. It's still... Uh, I, that seems like that was ages ago, even though it was only two weeks ago. It yeah, it like, feels like it was just like yesterday, really. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's so much that's happened in the last several weeks that... It there, seems like it's been months. There has, yeah, but it's true. <laughs> uh, but we, you know, we were able to 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 catch up with a, a bunch of different people during the weekend, um, and yeah, uh, so and, and run into some old friends, and you know, yeah, and it was a lot of fun, and we got a bunch of episodes out of it. So yeah, so I guess the episodes for the next several weeks are going to have some at least portions from from Poetry Fest that we recorded, and earlier this week. You got together with the two founders of Poetry Fest. Yeah. Megan Burns and Bill Avender. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there. It sounded like y'all had a nice little rollicking discussion there. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, they just were able to come over after it was all done, and, you know, they were uh, exhausted. But, I bet, but, yeah. But, but, but happy that it went off so well. They were actually surprised it went off so well. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, this kind of put their faith in the poetry gods, I suppose, and just like you know, I think, I think, I think uh, they they both said that they were like dreaming in lists by the time like bet, the poetry yeah. fest was was upon <laughs> us, you know. And then you know you you think like Megan's like, oh yeah, I was thinking about like all the possible things that could go wrong, and none of them went wrong. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed like it went. Pretty smoothly. I would say overall, uh, I think Poetry Fest has some time to expand. Uh, some, I think, or I think I'm impressed by how Poetry Fest has expanded. I'm impressed by uh, how uh, the direction that Poetry Fest is going in. I think that um, that it's going to achieve sort of like its its organic form, and I think it's its third year. I think it's on its way to achieving that sort of organic form, and I think what that really looks like is is pretty. I think this year was a pretty good model you know it's like almost as if the first two years they had to work at getting to this year and i think this yeah. year was a pretty good model and now we got to look at you know uh how, how i think the people are going to come i think that it's going to grow naturally in numbers uh i don't know uh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh necessarily talk too much about what Bill and Megan talked about? Cause I know they talked about yeah, well, but, we're gonna we're gonna hear that in a second. Yeah, you know, but but I think that I think that Poetry Fest has uh, is gonna is, is sort of like it's it's growing organically in a really nice way, and uh, I'm I'm impressed with the the out of town guests that are coming in and the interest in, in in proposals. Remember, I mean, we got like such a record number of proposals this year; it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, let alone you know how many readings there were and how many separate events there were in that like three days. Uh, it was pretty remarkable. You know, it was really, really remarkable how much, uh, how many people came through and 
uh, how how we were able to take over Poetry Fest, and I think it just ran smoother this year in general. Well, cool. Here is the conversation from earlier this week with Bill and Megan. Yeah, enjoy. So welcome back after Poetry Fest. Uh, I think I'm pretty hungover with poets. <laughs> it's uh, the NOPF recap 2018. Poet hangover. We did it. We moved 300 poets through that building. It was three. It was more we than 300 people. We ran out of lanyards. Yeah, 300 we ran out of lanyards. And I ran out on Sunday about a couple hours uh, before yeah. the well, fast. People well, came up to me. You had 300 lanyards. Yeah, that's a good. 300 mm-hmm. lanyards. Okay. And then we were given out wristbands. So we at least th- more than 300. So 300 there. people came through Poetry Fest. And uh, that's quite a few this year. It's up from last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's up by a good 75, maybe 100. So yeah. we had about 200 people last yeah, year? Yeah, because we weren't totally counting heads, which we probably should do next year. But Yeah. Like heads as in like people through the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Because there were people floating around without lanyards. Yeah. Yeah, And, and halfway through Not Sunday, I think after lunch on Sunday, too, we did we just stopped charging as well. Oh, yeah, we did. So yeah. we sure. weren't counting any of those heads either. Okay. Well, last year, you know, when you were on the show, we, uh, we talked about... Uh, we actually talked about some of the uh, the failures of Poetry Fest, if dun, you remember. Dun, dun. Bill, Bill sort of jumped in and was like, well, I want to uh, talk about all the bad fa- failure after failure. Failure after failure. Well, let's start with the hugest success. Is that It seems like everyone had an amazing time, and all the feedback I've gotten from participants and panelists so far has been extremely positive. I've had a lot of people say, like, life-changing experience. I've had a lot of people email me and text me saying, I'm inspired to do this new project. I'm inspired to go back to school. I'm inspired to do this collaborate. Like, it's overwhelming the amount of people who got inspired to, like, yeah. start totally new things. We in, yeah. It's there, amazing. There was a woman at the after party uh, who was in our workshop, and I can't remember her name, and I'm, I feel bad about that because she actually was here one night. She came here, too. And she said that she was stuck on a book that she'd been writing for three years yeah. and that in 90 minutes we changed that for her. Yeah, there was a lot of shifts happening. And that it just, it, just, it just changed her. She's like, oh my God, I never thought of this before yeah. and now I know how to finish this book. That's powerful. That's excellent. It's and, yeah. you know, and she didn't really, really want to even reveal mm-hmm. too much about what it was. You mm-hmm. know? But, but I was, you know, I was like, I was like, great. I, I think was like, everybody oh. that was meant to be there was there. We, I just said, we put you, we were able to to help you figure it out yourself. Yeah. Like a, yeah. But there's a lot of emotional shifts. Too. There's a lot of there's emotional, emotional shifts. Weekend. Oh, it was uh, emotional. There's a lot. So let's talk about you know format. You know, is there anything that's cut? You know, I, I I'm thinking. What do you what do y'all feel about Saturday Sunday? You know, is it is I it? I like the Saturday Sunday. I, I liked. Do too. I liked. I, I like liked it better than Friday Saturday. I mean, it's a lot of people in trouble with Friday Saturday. They had trouble getting here on Friday. Thus, it becomes a much more like local event if it's Friday and Saturday, and uh, Saturday and Sunday seem to, to work better to me. Yeah. I think okay. it works better for the small press fair. I think on Saturday people were saying there wasn't as many sales, but I think a lot of people waited till Sunday to purchase, like before they left. Sure. To purchase items, and I like the book fair being two full days. I think we were able to get more programming in. It was nice to go to bed Saturday night and to know that there was like a whole another day. 
a festival. That felt yeah. really good to me. It was like we spent the whole day together. We did all this great stuff. We had all these moments, and then it's like the next day you get to do it all over again. Yeah, that felt good. I think once you just- did, you did mention though that that you were thinking about changing the start time to ten. I I do mm. feel like ten a.m. is a good start time. Yeah. <laughs> It's better than 9. It was hurting at 9 a.m. Although oh, I have on. to say, I sat in panels at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, people were joking about the coveted 9 a.m. slots for panels and readings, and the events that I went to at 9 a.m. were well attended. So I think 9's fine, actually, because I think that I think that there's a lot of people, especially writer types that I know, who are are, are early, early risers. Yeah, I mean, sure. you're you're a 5 a.m. riser. I'm right? an early riser. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, I think nine. I I was the one one thing that I felt that it, I'll put it on my 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 form my uh, form. But you know, the reading started at seven. I thought it would be cool if there was like maybe a convocation at five or six, like an hour before, maybe a rotunda type of cheers or a toaster, something to bring everyone together for I like a, think- a social for just a little bit yeah. before the opening event. Yeah, uh-huh. like maybe about- you know what I mean. I feel like just like, like an event, like an official event. Um, you're talking about the Friday night. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe like something just just like an hour, just like a social, just like yeah. oh, we can do a thing to bring uh-huh. everyone together, just to like to have a critical mass at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, then and then and then the, that leads to the event. Yeah. I mean, and it could be like a thing that's out. It could be like meet at Herbie's boat or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be a, just something. Well, it felt like most people got there. Convocation. You know what I mean? Most people yeah, did yeah, get, I get it. Yeah. yeah, something. No, I used to do that. It I mean, we used to always weird, have in um, study abroad. We used to always have those opening parties. The you opening know, party, yeah. But it felt and, weird to not have a closing event. Really, we didn't really have a big closing event for the festival. Where yeah. We thank everybody. Maybe uh, we should thank everybody right now because we never got on stage and thank yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's true. We never did. Yeah. yeah. Thank well, you. Thank you all, all our coordinators. You. Our coordinators. All the attendees. And everybody who came. And yeah. all our volunteers. We had good volunteers this year. We had a mess of volunteers. On top of it. Yeah. Killing it. I think volunteers is nice because I saw some people who I knew were on the volunteer list who were, uh, who, a, co- a bunch of people that were hanging out all weekend. Yeah. Who they were there I mean, and a, present all easy weekend. easy way to get into the fest. You just mm-hmm. volunteer a few hours and you get the whole weekend free. Yeah. And it's not hard. But I think well, that those people who did volunteer were hanging out a lot. Yeah, they, they were there. They were, they were yeah, actually they there to come. To come. Yeah. They you know, and that was a nice thing. Uh, what else is there? Anything? Uh, I, I heard a little. I heard a little cr- a critique of the schedule, trying to make it a little bit more user friendly, or I don't yeah. know. So a few people had a little bit of a hard time with it. I don't know. It's always mm-hmm. weird. Though. I'm trying to it? figure it out too. You a know, hard time I mean, it's like it or a hard time. I mean, we couldn't fit everything on a single page. All we could do were the event titles in order to fit it onto a single page. We were trying oh, to right. avoid printing a bunch of fat brochures yeah the multi-page brochures and um so you know i tried to set it up on the website but yeah it's not not that easy you, last so year you had a couple we'll, we'll big schedules printed out yeah. you know uh-huh. people said they people said they couldn't people uh, you know said they couldn't read them and they did they were exactly the same as the little pdf flyers yeah. That we she, did with the cubes, and then they just have the event titles and not the names of the participants. And that's what everybody wants is everything in one place. It's hard. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. It's hard yeah. to put all that without, information yeah, on. It's almost a, impossible a, yeah. without a doing a booklet. We'd have to do a catalog. Yeah, yeah without doing a waste a, paper because who's going to keep that up? Right. Us? Yeah. It's all online. Yeah, it's all online. Mm-hmm. So you could have just gone... 
and done it all on your phone. Anyway. Yeah, we try to make. I mean, we'll try to make it maybe a little more, um, a little more user friendly for people's phones. We're working on that. It's hard to build the website, so it's truly responsive and, and works great on a phone or uh, on everyone's phone. Yeah, yeah. everyone's phone. Yeah. Poets are tend to be, you know, little some planned obsolescence there. Some yeah. old tech. Uh, and I don't know. I thought I thought the flow of the weekend was really nice. It just felt it felt good. It felt good. I mean, uh, it's still really busy because we had so many events and there was so much stuff going on at the same time. I mean, I did hear people have the good complaint of I can't choose between what I want to go see. There was a lot of that, which is a good problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, to have. But yeah, it's it's there's a lot of good stuff all happening at the same time, and you can't be in six rooms at once. Sure. I did have people ask me about recording if we would next year be recording a panels and events um, so that if they couldn't be in one room, they could be in the other. God. And so there, there's of, an idea. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of we, work. We, 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 you know, we, we, we set out to do, you know, a half dozen episodes and we, we didn't quite even, we didn't get there. We almost did, but, but it was hard because people were so, yeah. it was just so much stuff, you know? Uh-huh. Do you think, do you think a uh, question I, I was thinking about all weekend was, you know, do you think, do you, I mean, of course, Year four, there's going to be, there's always expansion, right? There's always expansion. But do you see, but do you see it as we want to expand how many people are coming and and keep the number of panels the same? Do you do you see it that growing too? Because it seemed like it seemed like we might have hit a sweet spot with how much stuff is going on. I really feel like six rooms is a sweet spot, especially not all day long, but only like at the height of times. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think four to five rooms is ideal. And I think it's really bound by the location of what we have access to. I feel like we could keep the same number of events and increase it, and it would accommodate more people. That's what I'm saying. I think we had, I think the way we had it set up this year could have have accommodated four or five hundred people. So um, I think you're probably right about that. I think we just kind of stick with the same size and. the same kind of basic size, and we'll we'll see what happens. Because the schedule's oh. a schedule. You can't really put anything more in a schedule. You know what I mean? You really, I mean, it was a jam-packed schedule. It was there's, yeah. really, there's not much more room to put. There were 52 events. 52 events, yeah. 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 So, 52 events over two days. So, that's, mm-hmm. that's, so folks, if you're, if you're hearing this, if you're hearing this uh, recording, uh, you're hearing this podcast, and you're wondering what Poetry Fest would be like, you know, you're coming down, for a weekend in New Orleans, you get down on a Friday, you can leave on a Sunday or Monday, you're spending 72 hours in New Orleans, there's 52 events going on, okay, in in, in basically 48 to 60, 60 hours, right, something like that, it's not quite 72, and that's not counting, that's not even counting, like, counting after hours events, events, the after parties, off-site, after parties events. off-site events, that's not counting any of that at all. Yeah, there were so. lots of off-site events this that's year. It's the first yeah. year but we've had... A lot of off-site events, which yeah, is super exciting. There were, there were five or six. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was fairly major readings that uh, I know about. Yeah, can you tell, tell us about a couple of those? Well, um, Jeffrey Wright organized something on his own in Audubon Park um, for Friday afternoon, and then there was Megan's reading at Dogfish on Thursday night. Was sort of the beginning of it. And what else was there? There was a reading at the Hi Ho Friday evening before our opening event. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And then and then we did 
comedy versus poetry yeah. after exactly. the evening but, event. But that so that's, was that on the schedule. That was on the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of an offsite scheduled event. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like, yeah, what a, you know, what a, if, if you missed that one, you know, you just walked right into a shit show and then you <laughs> saw an awesome show. But it was, yeah. it was a really strange way to begin a show as a, you know, Hunkamania. For, yeah, yeah, Hunkamania. These half dozen yeah. male strippers and their and their crew wild, that yeah. didn't hadn't quite finished their show yet. It's yeah. Probably yeah. the <laughs> only poetry fest that has male strippers. Three, yeah, yeah three people. I, I got so. three. I got three things that uh, that people said to me. Someone looked at me and said. Uh, did you plan this? Someone looked at this. All happened. I, I walked in and I thought it was I, the comedy show. Well, no, too. you said like, okay. No, Hunk-a-mania. let me get there. Let me get this there. Is a great comedy I was getting show. to you. I was getting to you. Someone said. Someone looked at me because at some point, one point in time, there I was on stage trying to get the stage set up, and I was looking out, and what I saw, folks, was I saw I saw twenty batch women there for a bachelorette party. And I saw like six male strippers giving lap dances, and then <laughs> and then and then about about five feet behind that, there was just like a wall of like forty poets <laughs> in the back of the in the back of Max, it was so great. like looking was at what's hilarious. going on. Yeah, it was great. And by the time I walked in, the strippers had come into the wall of poets and infiltrated the poets, and the poets were talking yeah. to the male strippers, and there were these intense conversations. <laughs> there were. I saw some between things male <laughs> between some of the poets and these male strippers, and that was pretty amazing to walk in on on four twenty, no less. Mm-hmm. Right? And four twenty, yeah. yeah. And and that's what I'm saying, saying in like a matter of ninety <laughs> seconds, someone someone said to me, "Did you plan this? What the fuck, Joseph? <laughs> and this is great, which was you." <laughs> It was like 90 seconds. Like, people were like, what is this? Uh, yeah, some girl was like, so this is the after reading? The comedy yeah, versus right. poetry yeah, reading you told me? Yeah, the male strippers. Yeah. We're, so, we're yeah. actually going to plan then, that next year. We're actually going to plan that yeah, next year with should. the male strippers. And then, uh, and, and then Wednesday, and then, yeah, or, yeah. And then, so then Sunday, and then Saturday, there was the all the scheduled events. Uh, we had a chill a little chill thing over here 20, 20 people you know just like chilling whatever mm-hmm. it's like, it a good fun little thing wasn't too much at the well, shop Saturday but we saw Saturday was the second line that we did which I thought then, was pretty amazing for people to witness and be a part of even if they didn't know Martha Reed I think a lot of people yeah were, the second one was I had a lot of people come that to me and say like she had, up being, I think we should do that every year now well I don't want someone to die every year <laughs> no but I mean we should do the second line like that people were it was in, fun people were into it the street, yeah um, but I had so many people come up and like you know, who had not familiar with Martha, not familiar with her work, and just like over the weekend, just being totally, you know, impressed with that community rally around her. And so it was this great opportunity mm-hmm. to be available to learn about her and her work. But yeah, yeah, and then they got to see this New Orleans tradition of why why we do this thing with grief. Why do we move our bodies in order to grieve? And they got to actually yeah. participate in that and see how it actually and works. I, and I just want to say, you know, just just to, just to have this sort of in the record, the official record is that, that uh, Martha was the first registered participant for she Poetry Fest ever, ever, ever. Yes. ever. Yeah. And that's you know that's, that's why we dedicated the fest to her. Yeah, yeah, that's really special. It was special. And then and then on Sunday there was a, a it was book fair all day and then full day of events and I dropped into the Maple Leaf for just a hot minute just a little bit. Other people, uh, a lot of people. Yeah, it was it was medium. You know, it was a medium kind of situation. But then we went you know then we went to Rodrigo's for that you know little little after party soiree. Um, and I'll admit that he kicked us out. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> at, about, at about 10, 15, I saw handwriting on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was perfect. Actually, Jennifer Carmen was, uh, she was uh, like almost like clairvoyant because she like came back from the house and she like came up to me and she like whispered, she's like, do you think maybe Rodrigo wants us to go? And I'm like, maybe so. We should go. And we were just about to pack up and he came out. He's like, hey guys, uh, you know, so we brought, we brought the party elsewhere, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was like, I felt Poetry Fest was more, di- it was, it was like, I don't want to say more dynamic, I mean, I want to say it, it was more dynamic. There were more people, mm-hmm. yeah. There, there was, was a dynamicism more... and an exchange going on that I noticed yeah. between yeah, a lot of people. a little more kind of varied scene, and like, there were more people, for one thing, who have already been here twice now, and, um... Our old timers. yeah. Who uh, kind of know how to navigate it now and sort of know what to expect, and I think, and I think it was some of them who uh, who organized, you know, some of the offsite readings and stuff like that, and it, and so it's like kind of starting to spin off. Sure, so that's yeah. great. I that's, mean, I think that's it's what definitely really becoming a destination <clears throat> festival for people. People are giving up AWP, they're giving up some other events, and they're saying like, let's go to this. Because yeah. some people can only choose one thing. You can only choose maybe one or two mm-hmm. events to go to a year. And as it grows, people are like, "That's the one I want to go to." You know, that's where I want to go spend my money. And it ha- and you know it had this. It ha- at least from my observation, it had this like it had this like in a certain way, it had this like similar to like whale, like the whale prime energy. It that that was there. That was it does because pre- it has present. this very like hands on. You know, I mean, Bill and I are. The whale prom is the thing that Joseph. Oh, the whale offsite book fair. Offsite book fair. Yeah. I think it has this hands-on feel to it because Bill and I are always visible in the fair. We're talking to everybody. You know, everyone's kind of running uh, their own panels and reading. It just feels very collaborative and hands-on. It doesn't feel like it's some kind of weird ac- academic institution. Yeah. Like if you make a wrong move, someone's going to shush you or something. No, I mean right. it's just it's very organic. I can see the five hundred people. I can I, see that's it. My like goal. I can see my goal is five hundred. Well, but I can yeah. see it. Straight I can up. see it. My goal like, is five hundred this year. You know, it so might, I'm like, well, I'm okay. I mean, I think it's, for it next year. No, yeah. but I can see this structure with five hundred people. Yeah. 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 Me too. You know, it seems like I don't know. You know, I don't. All know. it would do is increase the density slightly. Mm-hmm. You know, and wouldn't. you could do a little more. You know, pack it out a little bit more, and then. You know, mm-hmm. fifty-two events. That seems fifty-two, fifty-five. You could have a few other offsite events. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like that coming, coming around. Coming let let people do time. that. Yeah. yeah, I think people coming for the fourth time are definitely going to jump more on seeing yeah. the offsite events and mm-hmm. trying to organize more of that. And are not uh, worrying that their panel or their reading didn't get accepted because they can still come and just do it offsite. I say yeah. five by five. I say five by number five. I think you can add another hundred next year. Don't you don't want to you don't want to scale too big too quick. I mean, shoot right? for five hundred, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing but too also, is, can we know, I mean, can the fills- get to the point where I'm not that obsessed with the numbers? You know, I mean, I just want it to be good. I want it to be, and it was great. I want everyone to to have a good time at it, and I don't want to want it to get so big that for one thing we can't manage it, and um, you know that. It, it has to be something that it, you know becomes sort of marshaled or something. I don't want that. No, but five hundred is is manageable. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. That, once you start uh, to break over that, it things it starts to sprawl. It starts mm-hmm. to change. You know, uh, and maybe by the time <clears throat> it goes there, if it does, um, you know, maybe we'll have figured out how to handle it. 
few more things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like if you let it organically grow, it's in its third year and it's already bringing out. We you know broke three hundred. I, mean, I will marks. say this: like we don't, we definitely don't advertise, which is kind of amazing. Like we don't spend a lot of effort really doing a lot of advertising or really selling the fest in any way. Yeah. So the fact that it's grown organically in the three years it has, and that I think it will continue to grow, speaks to the quality of the festival. Is that we really don't have to put a lot of effort out there. We do our social media like everybody does. You know, we have our website. But other than that, you know, it's not like we're advertising in every literary magazine, or you know, hitting up places trying to. You know, I don't get think the, we did a single paid ad. Yeah. Okay. We, we just not don't even, even advertise. A Facebook promo, nothing. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we did. A we don't paid advertise, ad. and it yeah. just comes to us. So it is growing organically, which is great. <clears throat> yeah. Any any just standout highlights, standout of your personal fest this year? I mean, the second line was amazing. Yeah. I think that was awesome for the community to participate in that. I mean, the Siberia reading was off the fucking charts, man. <laughs> like, Carolyn Hembry, Tanya Foster, and Douglas Kearney, like, one after another, just walked up on that stage and fucking knocked it out of the park. When I came off as host into that sea of audience... It was just a sea of people going like, what the fuck just happened? Like, my mind was just blown. So, like, to have that reaction. And it wasn't one person that said to me. It literally was, like, 20 people. The more I went into the crowd, and it was standing room only in Siberia, like, all the way back to the kitchen. Just standing room only, sea of poets, listening to poetry for a good hour and a half, and their minds just, like, blown. People were just blown away. So, yeah, Yeah, we set a high bar for ourselves for next year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're going to invite to top that. It was amazing. Yeah, it's going to be hard. We'll try. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Thanks for coming uh, to the show uh, and talking a little bit about it and uh, talking a little bit about Poetry Fest. I think I think, uh, I think it was uh, a success in, in, in every way possible. And, and I, felt, I felt mostly, you know, that the people who had come this year and ventured this year, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with, you know, this is one, one uh, thing about Poetry Fest is that this year it was it was there the first year it was it was more local the first year the second year we had our our national people come in but this year was it seemed like uh seemed like it was pretty split and i love that mm-hmm. that it was split down the middle locals and nas- and and, na- and people coming from around the country mm-hmm. because there's like there was like this intense le- level of interaction going I on but i, I lot observed more, a lot um, of that yeah there was a lot more local participation too this year which i felt was really positive i saw way more local faces coming out and spending all day mm-hmm. and you know i've gotten a lot of feedback from locals who were just like i went to this panel or that panel and it just blew my mind and it was amazing and so I, I, I like that local participation i don't know why it was this year they decided to come out but maybe they just became more aware of it or yeah. something just you you think we can? Uh, you think we can keep it at the same venue next year? I think we can try. It's, we're going to try. I mean, my my vision for next year is same venue, however, involving a bit more of the immediate neighborhood. Yes. To maybe uh, kind of divide the the venues up. So I'm not going to mention anything specific right now. Sure. There's some ideas I there. I haven't talked to them yet, but I mean, I I think that's the way to go. I mean, we've talked about. Other yeah. options. Use the you know, existing. But, but they all sound horrible. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, people yeah. love the healing center. We go to a hotel. Yeah, the hotel would not be Campus or something. I don't want to do any of those things. My logical, my logical mind is like, yes, the hotel. But that's just like because it's because of the facilities that would allow mm. for the for for everything to be 
to and move just, toward that. It's so sterile. It doesn't have the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. The people healing love center is like space. dynamic and there's people like a grocery right there. I mean, the and there's very, like the very walk things everywhere. that people hate about it, like it's so hard to find your way around it and, you know, stuff like that are not also really. the things that they love about it. You know? Yeah, they yeah. love how quirky it's not, and weird and yeah, different it's not it is. A, uh, not a and it's alive. It's, it's vibrant. A, a hotel is like yeah. a dead space, whereas the community center is alive and vibrant because life is constantly mm-hmm. flowing through it. And thinking about like having another hundred some people walking around during fest would be great. I mean, mm-hmm. it wouldn't. There, it wouldn't really. Be... I think people want to get out of the building too. They don't want to be trapped in the same building the whole time. So having other spaces. Yeah. It's great too. So kind of cast a net around and take a look at what's just around. A, eventually, and, we'll just know. take over the bywater. Like we'll just what's <laughs> yeah. in the bywater. <laughs> Poets strike back. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I appreciate y'all coming out tonight, and uh, and uh, we look forward to 2019. Yay! Yay. Right. <laughs> Thank you. See you then. That was our little conversation with Bill and Megan there. We yeah, also, fun. yeah, that was good. You, you know, um, I liked uh, Bill's general demeanor about. <laughs> well, he was more, last year. He's like, he was oh, more talking about what wrong with poetry. Fest, he was more this positive year, this, year, this year for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's just nice to catch up with them, you know, and uh, and see what they had to say. Uh, and I think I think that you know it's evident that uh, poetry fest has time and room to expand, and I, I think it's going to be great. I think. It's going to, you know, I think, uh, you know, year four, I don't know if it's even, I don't even think numbers really matter per se, but I do think the Poetry Fest will hit 350, 400 people next year. I really do. I'm curious about this nearby, out of the Healing Center venue Bill alluded to at the end here. Yeah, you never know. There might be, there might be some other um, little, little, uh, little spaces around. I, I think that that is a really good idea actually to incorporate a little bit more use of the community spaces that are close and there's not that many it is i mean there's a lot of things walkable there's not that much but yeah if you find the right yeah i'm thinking like maybe next year we'll we'll do the experimental night at maybe like well i don't know mags was good mags was a good yeah mags is a good spot so we'll see maybe maybe we'll use that again not quite as good maybe it depends on what, what you're doing i guess yeah we'll see but I, the I do stage, think the stage at Mags is nice. The stage at Mags is nice, and I think you know we talked about that with I talked about that with Megan Bill, but man, what a weird you know. Yeah, what a great that was a weird night. Just it was fun. Night. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, we got to do some various interviews, but I think throughout the weekend, but I think there were two Chicago poets that we got to talk to Indeed. that we had not met before, and I think we're gonna put that interview on the end here. I think it'll be a nice little bookend to this episode about Poetry Fest. Yeah, with them reading some poems and talking about their experiences of community a little bit in in, in uh, Chicago. Yeah, and then next week, I think we will have our interview with another Chicago poet, Jen Carmen. Yeah, we'll have that full interview with Jen Carmen about all sorts of crazy stuff we talk about in the interview. But that one's longer. It needs its own episode. Yeah, indeed. So here's this interview from Poetry Fest, and we'll see you all next week.
Do you want to introduce yourselves? Hi. Hi. Um, I'm Melissa Castro and Martina. I am My name is Marcy Ray Henry. How have you been enjoying the Poetry Fest so far? Loved it. Yeah, it was really good. I love the sense of community. Sorry. Yeah. No ends. <laughs> We're writing a poem right now. Yeah. <laughs> Collaborative. <laughs> Which we expected to happen, and it yeah. worked very well in some cases, you know. Yeah, I wanted to go to that. I'm sorry, Mr. We had our workshop at the same time. I didn't get to get to see that one. Oh, so okay. you want to? How did that really go? I loved it. It was very organic. Uh, I think in the beginning, you know, people are a little bit reluctant to start, and they're thinking, who's reading first, and how long, and you know, people are a bit stiff on the stage, and slowly, slowly, they started to move around. And Jen is great with moving through the space. And um, we were reading in different languages, in Espanol, someone was speaking in German, I think there were some French phrases tossed in, and it got to be uh, very fun, you know, and people sort of joking around and not so worried about the script, which... Yeah, especially when Jen was in charge of the space with chair. That was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Charging throughout the stage with a chair. <laughs> sort of riding it across the stage. <laughs> so I do write in Spanglish often, and um, I particularly like the panel today discussing Spanglish and borders and you know the invisible borders, where they exist, and how to get our works published, and Gloria Anzaldúa, who fought for our right, basically, to publish in these dual languages and you know these hybridizations and things like that. And so... I teach at Harold Washington College, shout out, and um, my students are fantastic, and when we're studying or writing poetry, they, they're very raw, they're very real and authentic, and uh, I like that, that they embrace that idea of authenticity in, in works and writing in the voice they feel most comfortable with, without, you know, sort of mimicking other people, and yeah. I don't know, I guess growing up as a, as a Latina and fairly close to the border, you know, there's this belief that art is for the privileged, and I know a lot of students have felt excluded from poetic movements, and so it's really exciting and an honor to be at Harold Washington College and writing with students and having opportunities for them to perform. Like, Mel and I were in class together, I don't know how many years ago, but... Okay. And she still comes to my classes very generously. She comes to classes to speak about her work and her process as a poet, and... Um, yeah, very, very generously, you know, reads out in the world. So that's been exciting just to see, you know, more people are embracing this idea of writing in, in other languages, you know, other modes of expression, and then being able to publish them. Of course, now online, it's much easier than it was in the past. Yeah, yeah. And it's just important to hear the words in the language that people feel most comfortable with, sometimes for rhyme and rhythm, and when we're looking at, you know, tr the traditional elements yeah. of poetry, but I, my hope is that it's more inclusive always, in, not just in my work, but in the works that I have students read yeah. in class. I also just like to interrupt any question language. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a form of resistance. <laughs> like, you know what, like, I like this nice line about the moon, I mean, my mother. <laughs> and change it and cross it, because yeah. it yeah. crossed us. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah, and well, I, I like that too, that's how languages really work for everyone, whether they're thinking about it or not, you don't just work with one kind of language.
you're constantly mixing registers of things in different languages that you use in different spaces with different people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did y'all want to share any poetry today? Um, oh, wow. Yeah, go ahead. You have something? Yeah, I can read that with the rose buns. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I smell of weed and rose buns, of stop time, of rain, of dancing, of too wide. But mostly, I smell of weed. And then some. That's awesome. Uh, I wasn't prepared, but I'm pulling up something on my phone, if that's cool. I wrote some stuff about my dog during the winter. (laughs) So I miss my dog an awful, awful lot. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Here's one about Chaquito. December 7th. The sidewalk is frozen. Inside, I burn the coffee. Chaco's paws were cold when we came in. He went back to bed. I went to work. I want to be Chaco. Oh, <laughs> Great. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Do y'all have anything coming up that you want to plug or any books, projects, anything happening? Um, right now I'm just working on my manuscript. So I have that and I have a fundraiser in Chicago next Thursday at 8 yeah, yeah. So it's called Lumia and Stanza, so it's like a warm- Lumia and Stanza. Yeah, so that's I have awesome. Some local Latinx poets are going to perform, um, and we're going to have Lumia. We're going to have some of my DJs, some of my dear friends, and my neighborhood. Um, and this is so it's more of like a collaborative uh, event where I kind of fuse my favorite things, so we're poetry and Lumia, and it also brings you, the local community that closely together. Sounds great. Hopefully, I have some readings with my writers group, Errata. Um, more often, it's fiction and short stories, you know, that we can, I hope, try to perform in the future. Maybe even at Red Rover. Of course, Jen and I have a million ideas for Red Rover projects. <laughs> Trying to figure out when we can accomplish all of them. Well, thank you. I hope uh, y'all are going out to see, see a little more on this. What's the plan? Yeah.